I am so glad to have our special guest with us, Mr. Bennett Coleman. He was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. He is a singer, songwriter, and guitar player, and he's honed his craft at music festivals and bars across the Southeast, blending gritty Americana rock with a soulful R&B voice. He has been able to perform with local country artists, and he's played in large festivals across the Southeast, opening for bands like Leonard Skinner. He's also performed with bands like, of course, Lee Rice and Miss Carrie Underwood. Um, but he's been able to write songs of his own and share that with the world. And his new single, Nothing to Do With Me, hit all major platforms in January and features him playing all the instruments recorded in the track, sitting in on the drums, the bass, the keys, guitar, and all vocals. And be sure to follow him, you guys, on all social media platforms. And, of course, at the end, we'll talk about those media platforms and if he has any upcoming shows and dates. But we're so grateful to have you, Bennett, here on Black Canvas. Thank you so much for being here. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to have, of course, new artists on that I'm getting to know. And I love your song that I heard on Instagram. So I said, this will be a really good person to kind of talk to and share. I know you you play a lot of instruments, which I really admire. So I thought this <laughs> was really great to have you here. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be here. Thank you very much. Oh, no problem. So I know I said that you were born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Can you tell us how did your city influence your love for music? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I, I grew up in the South. Uh, so country music was kind of something that was instilled in me. Um, I remember Sunday mornings, my mom would cook breakfast for my entire family. And I remember she would always have top 40 country on whenever she was cooking. So it's really a nostalgia thing for me. Do I think country music is the best music out there? Maybe, possibly. But I just remember growing up listening to it. So it really just kind of brings me back to, you know, back to my roots. Um, I remember just, you know, driving down the road, you know, back and report to friends' houses to baseball games. I was a baseball player growing up. And, uh, you know, listening to what a lot of my friends listen to, and it happened to be a lot of country. And um, so I just, that's something that I just kind of, I, I kind of vibe with. Oh, that's cool. So what position did you play when you play baseball? Man, I was all over the place, kind of like I am uh, in the music studio, right? I was, uh, <laughs> I was uh, first base, catcher, pitcher, left field, right field, um, a utility player, for sure. That should, that should be on my tombstone, the, the utility player. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I love now I used to play basketball. So I used to, I started actually playing. I was shorter. So I was like five five when I first started. And then doing a summer I would shop from five five to five ten. So yeah, oh, wow. so like, literally awesome. I was playing like guard and I went to center. I was like, I don't like this position. I want to go back to guard. So, <laughs> so that's awesome. It was really cool. I love love that. That was no, I love to hear that. So let's kind of talk about our next question I have for you. If you could choose one word to describe your sound, what word would you use and why? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, if I had to pick one, I would say polished. Uh, it's, that's, that's a strange one to put towards, uh, you know, that kind of raw, gritty country sound. But I feel like, you know, I put a lot of thought behind my songs. I, I, I put a lot of thought behind my lyrics. I love to make a little you know, little innuendos and some kind of, um, you know, twists and turns in my lyrics. Um, but then also working with a producer who has, a, he just pays a ton of attention to detail. Um, him and I together, I feel like we both just, 
we really, really, you know, dive in hard and make sure that the sound that, that we're both trying to get out of, out of my songs um, comes out. It's very clean. It's very, very polished. Um, it's really cool. Kind of listen to listening to the album from, you know, a 30,000 foot view and just kind of hearing everything all come together, the new subtle nuances of everything, but it all just comes out to this like really cool, polished final sound. So if I had to pick one, I would say polished. I like that. I, if I had to choose a word to describe Ooh. your sound, I would say, I'm going to kind of throw No, it hit me, hit me. <laughs> I would say creative. Oh, okay. Um, I like that. Because I think I love creative artists and artistic, you know, using different artistic sounds together. And that goes back to like wording. Um, like you said, wordplay plays a huge role in songwriting. Yeah. But I think like this always that if you can find a double meaning to something or if you're able to kind of be, feel something when someone is, is performing and singing. And I love lyrics like that where I can feel something. And I think you're very creative. So I would say that it's, Oh, thank That's you. What I would pick for you. <laughs> thank you so much. Wow, I might have to change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you give? Like, let's kind of talk about like advice for someone who's just thinking about maybe pursuing a career in music. They maybe are younger, or maybe they've been in in another career and decided I want to switch to music. Is there any advice you can give someone who wants to pursue this type of career? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I would say that the first thing is just to always keep writing. If you're if you're pursuing a career in music as a songwriter, um, keep writing. If you're a, if you're going for a musician, you know, guitar, drums, whatever it is, keep practicing. But in the sense of a songwriter, always keep writing. I, I have a running list of song ideas. In fact, I was at lunch today. I had my song ideas out, and I was going through and polishing. To go back to the first question, the, the previous question, polishing those ideas and coming up with you know, fun, creative ways to kind of tell that story. But I have a running list of song ideas that anytime a lyric hits me or something hits me, I always have it on the ready that I can write it down. And at any point I could just sit down and, and keep writing. So always keep writing. You never know when you're going to get inspired to write something. Your next big hit could come from a conversation with a friend over a beer. You never know. Um, that's, that's true. The, uh, that's a great. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, you know, you're, collaboration is also huge. So making sure the people that you're, you're partnering with, you're, you're partnering with the right people, either people you're writing songs with um, producers that can help get your idea out and perfect it. Uh, people that are in your band or the, your managers, whoever those people are, make sure they're the right people, you know, do, do have conversations with them, ask the right questions. Um, if you're partnered with the wrong person, it's, going to be very clear and it's it's a it's not a good use of either one of your time so make sure you're spending time with the right people um that have the same goal in mind um you know do doing your own research do, like being a musician it's a business it's like starting a business right you are the, you are the product but you are also the business behind you know your, your drive um make sure you are marketing yourself the right way um, make sure you're doing the research on the business side of, you know, copywriting your music and licensing and getting an LLC and all of these things. It's, it's not the most fun part of being a musician, but it's very, very important. And the last big piece that I can say is just to get out and play as much music as possible. Um, play. If you have to get on the side of the, you know, in the corner of the street and play some music just for people, just to get some new songs out um, play live shows solo, go out and play with a band, get out and jump in with some friends that are playing, just do whatever you can to continue playing music. 
and honing your craft. I think those are the biggest pieces of advice that I could offer. I love that. I think that's great advice to give. And I think honing your craft, ending on that note is important because you want to make Mm -hmm. sure that you have the right people in your corner, but also that you're creating something that you can stand by and it stands alone when you create that music. And you're like, I can listen to it. 10 years down the line and say that was some great work with some amazing artists. Of course, of course. So speaking of amazing artists, this is a real tough one for you. Can you give me your top three albums of all time? And how did these albums change your perspective in music? All right. This is like asking someone to pick their favorite child, right? It's (laughs) it's impossible. (laughs) Asking a musician to pick the top three albums of all time. So, I'm about to name three. These may or may not be my top albums of all times, but these are probably three of the most influential albums in my life. Best musicians in the world? Maybe, maybe not. But very, very, very influential in my music career. So let's, let's get that one straight. So the, the first one, I am a big John Mayer fan. Uh, love him, hate him. He has questionable morals and questionable <laughs> tendencies with all the women in uh, in Hollywood, Taylor Swift and uh, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. He's 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 dated a lot of them, so you know more power to him. But the his album "Room for Squares," I think it was like late '90s, early 2000s. That was one of the first albums that I listened to when I was starting to learn how to play guitar, and I I'm. I'm I'm just old enough to remember getting Guitar Player magazine um, back before the internet was taken over, um, but they they actually gave a demo of the John Mayer CD Room for Squares, and it had um, uh, let's see, Your Body's a Wonderland. It had Why Georgia, and it had him playing a cover of a Stevie Ray Vaughan song. So just remember, I remember hearing that, and then I started you know looking into him. He's he got a start in Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta. Um, something about his sound really just pulled into me. Like just his, his lyrical content, the way he played guitar, he's a phenomenal guitar player. If any, if, um, if, if Eric Clapton looks at you and says, you are a good guitar player, then you are a good guitar player. And that's what, that's what Eric Clapton said about John Mayer. So that's, that's impressive. Um, so that played a huge part in shaping, um, you know, my, my music direction, just loving that sound with, you know, a bright acoustic with, uh, very, you know, gritty sort of chimey Telecaster, Stratocaster, uh, you know, very rhythmic bass, very clean, crisp drums, and some just the perfect vocals that go with all of that. So that really shaped a lot of, you know, my, my music directions starting out. Um, so the second one, this one is a little bit more of a stretch, but the Counting Crows, uh, these guys, you know, from the, again, from the 2000s, um, the one album, August and Everything After. I think this this one is a little bit more nostalgia for me, but this is one of the few albums that I can listen to from start to finish and just love every single song on the album. Um, again, a lot of attention to detail in the lyrics. Um, a perfect mix, you know, again, that's just a really bright acoustic, really chimey Telecaster Stratocaster. <laughs> it's the same sort of sound as like the that kind of John Mayer sort of pop singer-songwriter, but just something about it drew me in. Um, the dynamics of their songwriting was incredible. You know, they'd have some really, really deep kind of soulful lyrics, but then they would also have some just really fun, high energy kind of fun stuff. So very dynamic. Um, reminds me of time that I would spend with my dad, you know, driving up 
uh, they used to live on top of a mountain and we'd, we'd drive up to his house and I remember we just blast that album and sing all the songs together. So I guess it, it kind of draws into the nostalgia, but um, again, very influential on my, on my tone and uh, songwriting style. So the last one is probably the biggest stretch of all. Again, let me remind you, this is, this is, you know, influential albums for me, maybe not top albums of all time, but very, very influential. Uh, I, you know, like a lot of us went through a punk rock stage. Uh, I listened to a lot of, you know, uh, late nineties, early two thousands punk rock. And man, I was a big blink Winnie two fan for the longest time. Um, you know, they, I, I learned a lot of stuff from them, believe it or not. I, I learned a lot about harmony, uh, the way the two guys would harmonize together. I, I kind of learned to pick out, you know, the, the melody and the harmony and, and then learned a lot about that. Um, they had a lot of harmonizing guitar parts. Um, you know, Travis Barker is a hell of a drummer. He's a, he's a fantastic drummer. Um, again, say what you want about Blink-22, but I remember uh, <laughs> Enema of the State, funny, funny album title. Um, but I remember that one being very influential, uh, just, you know, blasting their songs, you know, driving around to baseball practice or whatever. But again, just learning a lot about harmony and, uh, and, and, and lyrics. Those guys, you know, would write about some depressing topics. They would write about some really lighthearted, fun topics. Some of their topics were pretty dumb and I didn't, I don't love everything they put out, but, um, I actually learned a lot about the, a lot about music from them, believe it or not. Um, but I believe the first two are the, the, the two biggest albums that really shaped my sound. So long answer to your short question. <laughs> I love that. So I'm going to kind of give you three myself. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Give me some. So the first one I would say is Tony Braxton, her debut album. Whoa. Yeah. Love Tony Braxton. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Second one, I would say this is kind of hard. Um, Luther Vandross' greatest hit. Ooh. All right. Okay. okay. Love Luther Vandross. So, I mean, that will be a good second one for me. And then The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Damn. Okay, so you're you're the you're the R and B you're the R and B guy. Well, actually, <laughs> I love everything because I like. I, yeah. I'm gonna tell you, like, I can go back. Like, I love um, Frank Sinatra, and that's one of my favorite singers of Ooh, all time. Man, so I can go from that to Nora Jones's first album, which was amazing. I mean, I could even go even further. I love Corn. I loved um. What? Yeah. Wow, you were all over the place, man. I love that. <laughs> oh, I love it. I That's mean, great. I mean, that was yeah. my band growing up. I really, really, really loved Kurt Cobain. So, I mean, well, I was just talking about this the other day. And when I first started Space Between, the reason I started it is I remember watching MTV Unplugged and just watching these artists mm. perform. And I just always love like that type of music. Like, um, mm-hmm. actually, one of the guys I interviewed, um, Stevie. Um, I'll, I'll give you his information later. You listen to him, but he actually performed a song um, by Nirvana. So it was just such a great thing. I loved it. Such a great experience. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing I love. I love um, just all types of music, different artists for sure. Man, that's awesome. I think that's that's a really important thing to do is to, you know, find a find a genre that speaks to you, but also have a very wide range of things that you that you listen to people people ask me all the time what kind of music do you listen to what kind of music do you play man i'm everywhere i could <laughs> i could do a a, a a country top 40 country song and then i could go back to a a, a, a 1970s r&b you know <laughs> temptation song you know like i'm i'm all over the place i think it's about finding inspiration in a lot of different genres and, and appreciating their songwriting and you know, everything about it, not just getting pigeonholed into one. Yeah, for sure. 
agree. Love that. So it kind of goes into something I really like to talk about with all my musicians and guests that I talk to is your biggest accomplishments thus far in your music career. Is there something that really stands out to you where you feel like, man, I can't believe I accomplished it or I, I reached the pinnacle of success? Man, that's a great question. Um, I don't know if there's any one moment. I think it's more of um, the the idea that I've I've been playing music. I, I started playing guitar when I was uh, 11, so I should be much better than I am right now. But I I've been playing uh, for a while, doing different things. You know, playing with friends and not really wanting to go anywhere with it. Um, playing a lot of bar bands and you know some some stuff. But then actually deciding that I wanted to make something out of myself wanted to put music to a higher level not just play bars actually want to you know record my own music write my own songs um put them out into the world and just to kind of see what happens um so i think i think one of my biggest accomplishments is actually starting out on my own uh and this is all a very new thing i've been playing with bands for the past you know eight ten years but actually starting my own music career and recording my own songs releasing my own music that's been a very very big accomplishment um for me for sure I love that you say that because releasing your own music and also mastering music, copywriting music, like I feel like it's important to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and to to know all the aspects of it because there's so many people in the music industry who've been taken advantage of. And I feel like it's important to kind of know your worth and also not to allow people to take advantage. Read your contracts, have close people near you who are going to support your career. But I think that's a great thing for you that with you being kind of the master of your own destiny, like you're able to say, this is what I want. This is how it looks for me. And and if you don't agree with something, you get to make the decision and say, let me scrap that and do something different, um, which I think gives you a lot of power. And in the music industry, we need to have power. Exactly. Yeah, no kidding. Well, if if I had to give one specific big accomplishment, (laughs) I would say, uh, so my first song came out, nothing to do with me, uh, came out. Uh, last month and the fact that it's very very hard to be picked up on a playlist um, as a first release uh, my song was on a spotify editorial playlist uh, called fresh finds country with uh, i was i was number 17 on the list and the people before me had between anywhere from a hundred thousand streams to 200 no, i'm sorry 220 20 20 million streams on their songs so these guys are like really really big heavy hitters and I was on that list uh, in a strange turn of events. So that was a that was a big specific accomplishment for me. <laughs> that was pretty awesome to find out. Congratulations. That's huge. Dude, I mean, thank you. Like, thank you so much. I love to see people succeed. And I always say, like, you know, there's room at the table for all of us. Like, I think a lot of times what happens is that when other people are doing well, you start to see jealousy um, start to creep in. And mm. I feel like, you know mm-hmm. what, if, if I have a secret, it, it's it, it's only so good for me if I keep it to myself. But if I pay it forward and give it to someone else, it'll always come back to me in a different way. And I feel like um, that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. That people are not going to be able to see you on Spotify, but you, you never know. This might be the beginning of you being featured in a magazine or anything. Like, we don't know what the future holds. So that might be a great first start that people are like, hey, I never heard of this guy. And and now they really start to have a backing. And, you know, before you know it, I'd be like, wait, can I reach Ben? And I, don't, I think he's on tour. So I... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's cool. No, that's the dream. That's the dream for sure. I believe in speaking into existence. You got to sometimes say it and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do and work toward it. And it's going to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to definitely happen for you. 
Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right. So, Bennett, let's go to our next question. How has music and socializing changed for you since COVID-19? And how have you remained relatable and motivated despite the pandemic? I know the pandemic has been kind of hard for a lot of people. Can you kind of tell us about how you've been able to remain relevant and relatable? Yeah, of course. Um, So, you know, like a lot of musicians, uh, our gigs were canceled. We had we had a very heavy slated uh, 2020. We had a lot of a lot of festivals and a lot of bars and stuff we were playing, and every single one of those just back to back to back to back kept getting canceled, and almost for the, pretty much the entire year. I think towards the end of the year, I started getting picked back up for some like small solo stuff. But you know that's a that's a crazy thing. As either I'm I'm, I'm not a full time musician, but my friends that are full time musicians, it was really crazy to see all of these things sort of falling apart like that. So, you know, we made the most of it. We did the best we could with what we had. Um, you know, we uh, we kind of turned to the, the Facebook Live uh, performances, where instead of going to a gig at a bar and playing for a bunch of people, you would do a Facebook Live and you would invite a bunch of your friends to uh digitally watch your show um which is an interesting thing because i was playing to a room by myself uh with a phone but then i had you know a couple hundred people that were watching and having fun it was it was definitely it was so different definitely a learning curve but i think one of the positives if there are some positive things we could pull out from it is that the quarantine and you know being socially distant and all of these things really gave me a chance to practice my craft um you know, there were, aside from learning how to make my own bread or <laughs> learning how to do, you know, whatever the crazy things people did to be able to pass their time, you know, luckily as a musician, I was trapped in a house with a bunch of music gear. So I was able to, uh, you know, practice a lot of guitar, learn a lot of songs, write some stuff, um, you know, do some FaceTiming with some friends and kind of write some songs together, anything that we could possibly do uh, to keep, you know, honing our craft. Um I blew a lot of money on music gear. <laughs> like I wasn't spending money at restaurants and, and bars and all the other places. So I, you know, I had some money kind of pulled up and sitting around. So why not? Let's, let's invest in some good gear. So, um, you know, I was able to get, sell some stuff and, uh, you know, invest in, uh, my, 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 my beauty. She's a, she's a, a big hollow body, uh, uh, three ES three thirty five that I lovingly call, uh, Scarlett Johansson because she, she's a beautiful, she's a beautiful <laughs> scarlet color and she has all the curves in all the right places. So she's Scarlett Johansson to me. Um, but okay. <laughs> she's, a, she's a beautiful guitar. Um, but now that, now that things are opening back up and, and live music is kind of coming back into life, it really makes me appreciate those live music scenes again. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very busy and very in, involved in the music scene in, in Charleston, South Carolina, where I live, um, you know, hoping to break out and go around the Southeast. But for now, Charleston, um, any show that I get to play, it's just a, it's a special thing now that we're actually able to get out and play music in front of people and, and share our songs and, you know, have that interaction again. And then in most days on the weekends, whenever I don't have any shows booked, I will go out and support all of my musician friends, go to all their shows, take pictures, post video and and stuff on Instagram and, you know, just support them in any way I possibly can. So it really makes us, we sort of took it for granted for a little bit and it makes me really appreciate it now that it's, that it's back in, back and moving again. I'm just so excited for you. I love that you're having this opportunity to definitely do that. That's amazing. I appreciate that. Yeah, for, for sure. 
So I got a hard question for you. If you could give your younger right. self one piece of advice, what would you tell your younger self today? <laughs> Great question. Uh, so I sort of made a reference to this a little bit earlier. Uh, I've been playing guitar since I was 11. I would, you would think for me playing as many years as I've been playing that I would be so much better than I am right now. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm good, but man, I could be so much better. I think if I could go back to myself at 11 and say, young Bennett, please practice guitar more, play more, learn scales, learn rhythms, you know, just pay more of a lot more attention to the craft and, um, you know, put, put more love and care into it. I feel like I'd be a much better guitar player. Um, you know, same for songwriting or, you know, whatever, whoever's listening to this, whatever you play keys or bass or drums or whatever, just, you know, I wish I could go back and tell myself to practice more. Um, practice makes perfect practice. Like you play, you know, all the cliches out there, but practice really is a big thing. You know, even the rock stars, even the guys that are up on stage in front of hundreds of thousands of people, they still got to practice, you know, they're good at what they do, but you know, they still got to keep working out, keeping their, their fingers and hands and arms and feet and all these things fresh and, um, their songwriting abilities fresh. So just, just practice, 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 practice. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing I'd tell myself. Well, Bennett, I mean, have you seen me play guitar? I have not. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably the best thing you've heard all day. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. Like, I love when people do that and can say, hey, you know, if I could look back, I wish I had done this. But I, I, I know for myself, I go back to when I was 17 and I wish that I had sat down and really had mm-hmm. longer conversations with people, especially people close in my family and, and, and really appreciated graduating high school and moving on to college. I think his life just shifted so quickly after. And so I really didn't take the time in my senior year to enjoy the year. Cause I was just so stressed with school. I was going to go to how life was going to be. And before I knew it, it went by so fast. I'm like, oh, hell, I'm like, what did I do with, you know, with all these years? But I think that would be the one thing I would tell myself is to appreciate what you do have and to slow down and not try to rush through things. Because when you get to an older and you start maturing, you're going to really wish you had taken a moment to appreciate what you had. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I mean, but I I look back at it now. It's all a, a teaching, you know, a lesson for me, like a, a, a toolbox. And I feel like I add tools to it each day and I can use that, you know, to build whatever I choose in my life. And so, yeah, I always say like our experiences definitely can grow so they can kind of, you know, mold us into who we become as adults. So that's good. All right. So let's talk about music. Can you tell us, is there anything else that you currently are working on and Ooh, where yes. can our listeners find your music. I know we said Spotify, of course, being one, but can you tell them where they can find your music? And then also, is there anything new you're currently working on? Yeah, of course. I I love that question. Um, So my first song was was released. It's called Nothing to Do With Me. Uh, Released on January 9th. It's on all major streaming platforms. So your iTunes, your Apple Music, your Spotify, uh, title, Deezer, all the, all the, all the ones, uh, Amazon, everything, everything you could possibly think of. It's out there. Um, and my next song is coming up, uh, February 6th. So a couple days from now, um, it's called too fast for this town. it's actually, uh, it's about, a, it's a true story about me getting busted for street racing up in a, <laughs> in a small town up in North Georgia. Uh, but then it's also super relatable for anybody that's just, you know, feeling the stress of everyday life and really, feels like they just kind of want to get out there and jump on the open road to sort of get away from it all. So it's 
It's a great song. I love it. Put a lot of heart and soul into it. It sounds awesome. Um, but the, uh, let's see. So then song number three, again, is coming out from mixing and mastering. So I'm just consistently releasing some new stuff as they, as they come. Um, but all the major streaming platforms, that's the best way to find me. Wow. See, I'm learning so much about you. Like you said it, that you now are drag racing and <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> like, I mean, I would have never thought that, Bennett. I mean, so that's one of those things where you don't judge, judge a book by its cover. Like I would have been like, what in the world? I, I, yeah. I, I would love to see who had pulled you over there, but like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that is so funny. All right. So the last question I have for you, can you tell our listeners where can they find you online? That way, if they want to follow you on social media, they'll be able to find you. Yeah, of course, of course. So my website is BennettWColeman.com. Bennett with two N's and two T's. Um, I'm also, that has links to all of my social media and uh, and music links as well. But you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, at BennettWColeman, B-E-N-N-E-T-T-W-Coleman. Um, again, on Spotify, all the major streaming platforms. That's, 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 that's the best way to find me and hear my, hear my stuff. But he forgot one. Farmersonly.com as well. <laughs> Farmers only. Farmers only. I also got an OnlyFans, uh, oh, OnlyFans oh, account. But oh I, it's just, it's me. Just it's like a bunch of foot pictures. That's all. <laughs> well, they got fetishes out there. You, you might pick up some people. You never know. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get my music out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord. Oh well. Y'all didn't hear that from me. Like that. That was all been on that one. <laughs> I don't have an OnlyFans. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's, he's kidding. It. He doesn't have a, a farmers only. He has a blackpeoplemeet.com. That's all. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you so much, Bennett, for being on the show. I, I really enjoy talking with you, and I just want you to continue to succeed in your career. I'm here to support you. I would love to have you back on the show to sing live if you want to come back on Space Between. I think that you would do an amazing job. Yeah, I love your voice. I love the song. So I would love to have you sing your new music and maybe do some covers. Of course. Yeah, I'd love to. Let's do awesome. it. Awesome. All right. So thank you, Bennett, so much for being on the show. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, thank you so much, Bennett. I'm, I'm here for you and we're going to talk soon. Excellent. Thank you so much. Great right, talking you to too. you. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Oh, 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 oh.